Well, as you know, my name is Sidi Linick, and I just want to give a huge shout out to our Patreon, Taisha Stans. And I'm hoping I am not butchering your name. I've read your name so many times, especially when you when you pop up on our Patreon page. And uh, as a thank you, this is a, a podcast for you, and we are dedicating this podcast. Uh, um this intro to you saying thank you and for sticking with us especially we took some we took some time off i mean our last podcast was back in december and we've had a lot of a lot of new things coming our way a lot of exciting things coming our way and um happy you've stuck along there with us and a lot of cool stuff coming your way as well if you guys are listening to me on the podcast watching me on facebook on youtube instagram wherever you may be make sure you search patreon.com com slash fallen hour and we are going to start releasing a lot of a lot of more cool things um, especially in the coming months and we have just launched season four we actually just uh, stopped record or started recording our first episode tonight we marcus uh, just left um my place and we just recorded papa legba and this is going this this podcast that you're about to watch is insane and i hope you guys stick along uh, through the entire podcast whether you're watching us on facebook or on youtube listening to us on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you may be that is at fallen hour on on the podcast platforms and at fallen hour on youtube and facebook instagram uh, make sure you guys follow along and get get involved with us i want to hear from you guys especially from our patreons and inbox a page and this one i want to give this 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 time for you this is for taisha stands i want you to inbox a page at patreon or inbox page on fallen hour and tell us what you want to see what's the podcast you're waiting for and if you have a ghost story, something creepy you want to you wanna lend to the podcast, make sure you inbox us your story. Inbox us the next subject we should cover after we do our next episode because we're actually going to be jumping into either Bigfoot or UFOs. So those are totally off limits to you. So any conspiracies out there that you've heard about, anything you want us to investigate, we are on we are on it so make sure you inbox the page and we'll get to work on it and it's going to be something cool going forward we have a lot of cool stuff coming forward as well for our patreons a lot of behind the scenes access we are starting to release we're actually starting to start formulate maybe a vlog series we're vlogging and showing some of the equipment we're using some of the the lighting the lightings we're using um how we edit the podcast how we research for the podcast how we talk about because a lot of times Marcus will come over and we'll talk about our next podcast and how we're going to do this. How are we going to structure this? What are some questions you want to ask during the podcast? How, what sort of feel do you want this podcast to have? And all of that is going to be recorded and released for our Patreons first. And then we are going to start releasing those also for our followers. So for our followers out there on Facebook, on the podcasting platform, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, wherever you may be, a lot of behind the scenes access is also coming your way and it's going to be interesting. So if you want to see those things and hear those things first and also hear about things that we are going to be releasing that aren't published yet on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or on our podcast, make sure you search patreon.com slash hour. We have a lot of cool stuff coming, especially with this dancing cable we've been talking about for the past year. And we're going to be lining that up and it's going to be an interesting podcast, an interesting paranormal investigation. And I hope you guys join along for the ride. So that is patreon.com slash fallen hour. Taisha stands. I am happy you have stuck along with us and I'm happy that you were supporting the podcast. And here's to another season, season four, fallen hour radio. Let's get started.
And we're going. <laughs> we're live. Is it live? Mananalu water. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not even one of them. I know. It's, it's just it's just water. That's pretty good. But you love the water. I do. That is really good. Mananalu. Every podcast going forward, we'll all have is Mananalu water. That is really refreshing. Aquaman. Can't even taste the Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, we got to cut out that. I know. I'll pass the drink over here. I turned those hot. Want <laughs> a little lower? I think it's fine. It's just. Uh, all right, ready? You know what I mean? Three, two. My name is Cyrillic. Really? You're going to start it that way? I think everybody knows. My name is Cyrillic. This is Marcus. You're listening to Fallen Hour Radio. Season four premiere starts now. So this is going to be the premiere. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last one, we screwed up on that one. (laughs) You screwed up on that one. My name is Cedar Linux. This is Marcus. As you know, this is Fallen Hour Radio, and this is our season four premiere. We are talking about probably one of the most profound deities, especially in Haitian culture. Yeah. I mean, when you're when you're getting into especially West Africa and those those regions, Papa Legba seems to be either the most feared or one of the most looked to as in like it's like a voodoo culture. Well, this yeah. is the um, this is voodoo culture we're getting to, like Papa Legba. I don't think he's like the most feared. Oh my god, really? Right. Do yes. that now? I know, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> One second, let him adjust. Okay, here we go. Ready. All right. I think he's feared by um some people because he gets confused with other voodoo like gods and stuff. Right. So, how would you want to take this podcast? I mean, um we want to basically do You want a- to focus on Papa Legba on this, right? Okay. Yeah, let's go that way. So just a disclaimer to everybody out there listening, we aren't trying to convert anybody to practicing Haitian voodoo or any kind of voodoo. We aren't trying to point any, um, what the hell is that? I have no idea what that was. We aren't trying to point any, we aren't trying to give you a point, a bullet point list of how to, how to practice practice voodoo or anything like that or encourage it. Right. Because it is a, um. An entire belief, right? An entire belief system. And if you aren't careful, I mean, this is one of the ones. Like, if you aren't careful at all, this has ramifications. Um, like the, like it can cause you know you to be hexed. It can cause right. you to be cursed. It can cause even cause death. Right. Yeah. In this culture, and this is basically the central theme going forward. Is everything we are mentioning? We are mentioning going forward, knowing that. Even talking about certain deities and talking about certain uh, practices have in and of themselves can have ramifications. Yeah. I mean, it's when you're getting into, I mean, we get so many comments out there and we talk about yeah, certain subjects and people will be like, oh, be careful. And it's, like, it's like, oh, well, first of all, <laughs> we get that a lot. And um, not only that, like, those are the kind of things that I really like looking into. Right. 
But at the same time, you know, we get a lot of people, you know, talking to us saying, you know, you be careful when you talk about this. Like, right. yeah, we, we know that. You know? <laughs> and meanwhile, you're 15 minutes into our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, then you, and now you comment. I know. And uh, yeah, not only that, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, be careful when you talk about this or be careful when you talk about that. Or, you know, don't even talk about that. You know, right. we, we get that a lot. But at the same time, you know, people stop us, you know, wherever we are. And they want to hear about that. They want right. to hear more about that kind of stuff. They want right. to hear about it's, the stuff that, you know, sh- that are supposed to be under wraps, you know, right. in different cultures, like especially like Native American culture. Um, you know, people stop me all the time and ask, ask, ask me to, we should do more of those. You right. Know? Yeah. They want that stuff. And I mean, when you're looking to, I mean, this one, I especially wanted to do that disclaimer because there's not many subjects that creep me out. This one was actually pretty creepy. And it wasn't it wasn't like a creepy feeling. It was like uh you're doing something wrong here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, no, because I, I get it because when I was looking into this, I started getting the same feeling. Right. Like, but I then was like, wow, this is like really deep, like going re- really deep into it. I was I was feeling the same way. Was, and it's it's funny because like, I mean Pop, tread lightly. Papa Legba has always been on my radar. Yeah. And I mean, we watch uh, movies and there's um, and TV shows and pop like, but always seems to be a central theme of certain uh, genres. Characters, right. Yeah. And not only that, like inspiration for certain right. characters. And there's also a cartoon that came out who portrays who I think now is uh, Baron researching okay. this. And it's a uh, princess and the frog, I think. Yeah. Did I tell you about that? Yeah. Yeah. And then he comes out and he, you got to make a deal with him and all that stuff. And I was yeah. like, that's freaking they're portraying voodoo like a voodoo god and it's, yeah. it was it's kind of a cool thing to, to see then again it's like you're showing this to children <laughs> you know what I yeah mean? i know but they kind of like put a childlike twist on it right they try to make it like child friendly but when you actually research into this and look into this that is like almost spot on the way they right. kind of portray who this is but they kind of like make his looks look more like papa legba right but his um personality and everything more barren right he's kind of like uplift like a upbeat and all that stuff and right so um i had drawn this logo that has been seen yeah okay it's been seen on the podcast especially in our halloween uh our halloween series and we went into i think i had it on there too when we went to the moss mansion yeah i think you did and at the time we were we were talking about doing a let's so like okay let's all try to make a logo a logo and everyone draws their their designs which no one else drew their <laughs> designs I with. had them but right. we just never actually put them like I right. was like I'm, I want to work on this you know I want to work on that and you were just like bam slap this on there and I was like seeing that image I was like it it struck me funny right I was like and that's that was. That was <laughs> that was the thing though. It was like when I drew it, I said, "This is going to it's going to be one of those those uh, designs." And I had no idea what yeah. I was doing. I was just drew this design, and I said, "This is this kind of makes people think like, okay, so like, what are they? Are they dealing with something? Are they trying to subliminally message us or something?" Yeah. And it had, I, and and when I was creating, it, I was like, "Okay, so it's going to have that effect." Yeah, but we're not actually doing it. There's like no ties to anything. Almost like uh, Blue Acer Cult type freaking imagery, <laughs> right. where it's like right. it looks like a double sign, but it's not a double sign right. or anything like that. Like a and satanic then I, symbol. It's just the design they came up with right. for their right. you know their band. 
And, and then it I was ha- kind of like that. Yeah, and I had everyone, I said, okay, so what's your favorite number? And what's Lithi's favorite number? And what's my favorite number? We put those all inside of the image just to make it that much more... Like symbolic. Like make symbolic. it look symbolic. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, and, a lot of symbolism. And then I was like, okay, we put it out. And a couple months went by. Like almost about a year went by now. And then we get into Papalegba. And you send a message to Alethea of a screenshot of <laughs> it's like the dumb way you, the this is stupid because like he sent it to her like almost like Cedell's dabbling in something or something but you send her this image and it's a a voodoo symbol it is and it's spot on to what I drew it's literally almost exact right the only difference I think is the the little arms that come out right no but there. but if you look at that image there's dots that yeah. do almost the same thing everything everything where, is so spot on right except for i was doing the lines and they were doing the dots yeah and they had these lines going through and that was one of the images too because i wanted to do like an hourglass image yep. and we had all those designs too and we settled yeah, on and didn't alethea come up with the like the hourglass like look right yeah and then you did the rest and i was just when i saw that i was like I've seen this somewhere. Where did I see this? And I started thinking about it. And then I, I went back and looked into our old, you know, our podcast, like during right. Halloween. And it was like exact. When you're researching yeah. like uh, voodoo. And when I was researching voodoo, all this voodoo culture and everything like that, or Haitian, you know, um, religion. And I came across that image and I just put them side by side. And I was like, dude, that is too freaking It's the creepiest on. thing. Like, and eerily close. Right. And I started asking Lathia, where did he come up with this look? Where <laughs> yeah. did he, you know, where did he come up with this? Because right. I was like, it's just, it is just too freaking, too similar. Right. It creeped me out. <laughs> it creeped me out. Not only that, because you have that image on paintings and stuff in your house. Right, and I sold a book with it. No, you sold... Um, a book, know, a book with that image in it, and right. you had those images on the paintings and everything. Right. And I was thinking about that, and there is so much weird activity that goes on in this house, right? In this building, yeah, like insane, like to the point where we were planning on setting cameras up upstairs because most of the activity is upstairs, right? And it's starting to actually work its way down here, right? And it kind of it stopped it, actually because. Yeah. Uh, about a couple months ago, I removed that and I threw it away. You talking about that one with that? The original drawing of that image. Yeah. Yeah. And after you threw that away, it stopped? Yeah, it stopped. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. I was like, you know, you had this image all over the house. And ever since then, there was all this activity going on in here. Right. I was wondering if that kind of started opening up a, a doorway. Possibly. Possibly. And it's it's strange because that image just totally came out of my imagination. Yeah, and trying to try to draw. I was asking Alethea because, like, I know you had. I remember you had these weird dreams where there was these weird symbols. Right, and Alethea had a, that dream too. Yeah, that dream, and I was wondering if that's where that came from. I was right. going to ask her about that. She's like, she she had. That's kind of funny you say that too because she had a dream about owls, and that was kind of the the idea going into that that drawing was yeah. actually trying to portray that we were trying to be um it's a be an image that's going to catch your attention and it's going to make you think like are they trying to portray something even though we're not yeah and not to like trick anybody but it's just one of those cool images like you see these in bands and things like that yeah. and it's kind of cool to see like a logo right and that's the thing i was going for when i was drawing it but when i drew it i had no idea that it would come out to be possibly um, a voodoo image it was <laughs> right yeah it's got the heart on top just like that that did 
it's got the uh it's i don't know if i had a line through it or not but it had the the weird arms on it and the the legs yeah. and it had the horns coming out <laughs> top it's freaking weird i know i saw that and i just man right away i wrote alethea it's like where did he come up with this <laughs> <laughs> and uh just for you guys at home you guys are going to be seeing images you guys are going to be seeing a uh, voodoo um symbols and things of that nature so if that makes you uncomfortable then this podcast isn't for you this episode isn't for you but um we have a lot more of the podcasts you can you can go and tune into but this podcast we are going to be leaning towards the haitian voodoo culture and a lot of people think thinking and think right that if you were to listen to something like this if you were to watch something like this then things can start happening inside your home. Yeah. I mean, especially around the time you're watching it. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's going to have long-term effects on you, and that's basically our disclaimer. We aren't trying to make that happen. So yeah. what, <laughs> viewer discretion is advised. Yeah. Okay, so that being said, uh, I will start off with just reading some of the notes that I have about Papa Legba. Okay. And here we go. So Papa Legba is the gate. And not too fast. I mean, the last podcast we did, you blew through your notes that <laughs> no. we couldn't understand you. Okay, so Papa Legba is the gatekeeper between life and death, meaning the communication to the dead. You would have to speak with Legba first, and he would decide if you may or may not speak with the dead. Yeah. So if you had someone pass away and you wanted to reach them, then Papa Legba is the first stop, especially in yeah. Haitian culture. In, in the Haitian culture, actually, he is the first... Um, Loa that you actually come to to right. talk to any of the others, right? But he isn't the central deity. He isn't. Yeah. He isn't the god of uh, the Haitian no. culture. The uh, people who practice Haitian voodoo actually believe in one god, mm -hmm. and then this is basically all these uh, loas are different families are. They actually, they're classified as loas, right? And yeah, they're they're uh, supposed to be all his children, right? Yeah. So I probably have that here. So I'm probably going to read, 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 okay, yeah, just, just letting you know. <laughs> so Papa Legba con comes from a Haitian voodoo. The people who practice Haitian voodoo believe there is one God, Bant Du, which translates to good God. There, there are subfamilies. We won't, well, I basically did like a little note here. We won't have time to mention all those families because there's plenty of other families that come along with this, uh, this culture. And they're basically his children. So we're not going to go through every deity and uh, yeah. list all those. So Papa Legba is one of the most, as one of the loas that, and are no, more, more notable, one of the most popular. He is associated with the crossroads, and we'll get to that in a second. Also, with um, how this possibly could to could have um, been the the roads into all these movies coming about the crossroads and people selling their soul in the crossroads. And could possibly be the birth of the blues. Right, exactly. Yeah. So um, that being said, to communicate with any other Lua deities, you would find have, you would have to speak with Papa Legba first. He holds the keys to both heaven and hell in Haitian voodoo culture. Sorry if I'm tripping over words. I don't read much on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> the reason we want to cover Legba isn't just lore and musical history like Robert Johnson meeting Legba of the Crossroads. But he... I know I wrote this down. <laughs> oh, so he's been, he's been popping up around uh, different things around the world, different videos around the world. He's been, mm -hmm. he's been being popularized by things like TikTok, um, YouTube videos, movies, mm -hmm. and... And sightings, I guess. Right, and right? sightings. So that's kind of the reason we wanted to... And this is funny. It's kind of funny because we're going to talk about 
of coincidence that happened with this podcast and the timing of this podcast and how that ties into Papa Legba. Yeah. So do you want to get into what you have before I get into, do you want to talk about the Caitlin Reston or do you want me to talk about her? You can go ahead and get into that. Okay, so this is what we're talking about, especially when you're getting into uh, voodoo practices, when you're getting into any practices that has to do with contacting the dead, working with spirits, uh, demonic forces, um, using a Ouija board, or ghost investigating, things like that. Basically, any um, doorway you can use to talk to spirits or the other side or anything like that. Right. It has a huge um, consequence. Yeah. I mean, when you start opening up these doors, there has to be consequences there. And the way that uh, demons work, especially, is they can make you sick. They mm-hmm. can make your finances just plummet. They can put other people around you in turmoil as well, and you'll be totally fine. It's almost yeah. like having a sickness and yeah. everyone else is catching it first. And then you start reaping those 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 uh, consequences. consequences, right? So the story of Caitlin Reston. This is possibly one of the most notable in the past couple of years of being. She was dabbling in something, and it totally just took a toll on it her. Backfired, right? It backfired huge. So this is a West Virginia, Virginia teen, and teen. This is like this. This is the the headline. West Virginia teen dies after summoning the Haitian voodoo god Papa Legba. Yeah. By burning a voodoo doll on March 29th, 2020, this was apparent by posting she made on social media. Her friends and followers warned her, uh, warned her of dabbling in voodoo, and she replied, let me live. Yeah. And she's basically out there showing that she's, she's performing uh, voodoo rituals and things like that, and she's getting into it, and she's making this a spectacle on her social yeah. media. And like she was kind of stirring up a controversy, but she liked it. She liked right. the spotlight of that. She liked right. people noticing what she was doing. She liked kind of drawing that attention. Right. And we want to just say if this at all gets back to Caitlin Reston's family, we're, we want to approach this in a way that's not going to um, tarnish her image mm-hmm. in a way that's not going to provoke anybody else to use the same magics she did yeah if she it 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 cost her her life right yes and we especially want to also talk to basically the people who are practitioners in haitian voodoo or any kind of Mm -hmm. practice that we aren't trying to because i mean when we get in the podcast it's a whole different world from when we live outside yeah uh, outside, we believe in God. We're Christians, and when we get to the podcast, it's a totally we we take this spin on things, of where we dive into certain subjects for that hour, and yeah. then we come out and we're we're yeah. not. I mean, like I, yeah, I believe you know I believe in God. I believe you know in what I believe in, and right. I have a lot of friends though. You know, like that uh, a lot of friends that I made from doing this. You know, right. doing the podcast. A lot of friends that I made. You know, all around. And they have their own beliefs, you know, it's not like, you know, you know, we try to cut each other down, you know, and try to tell you, you know, you're wrong or this and that. Like, you know, they talk to me, you know, they ask me questions about, you know, what I believe in and they tell me, you know, what they believe in, you know, and sometimes if they don't understand something, they'll ask me, you know, and I'll, you know, just tell them about what I know, what I believe to be true. And, uh, you know, and it's not like I'm trying to tell them that they're wrong or anything, you know, because I like, okay, I get it. You know, you believe in this. 
and right. I'm not going to try to push something on you that you don't want pushed on you. you and know? that's basically what the podcast uh, seems to be. I mean, yeah. when we have these interactions with people on the street or in our in our lives, we aren't there to argue with them. Yeah. But we go to the podcast and we just give our our beliefs. Yeah. Not in a way that you're wrong in this or pointing them out and things like that, but actually trying to explain our uh, viewpoints. Yeah. And that's basically what we're trying to do here as well as trying to differentiate us between this culture and we aren't trying to lead anybody into that and saying that again because I think that's a huge thing to say on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Caitlin Reston died April 19, 2020 of an apparent anxiety attack and or heart attack. Uh, the, uh, the autopsy had no conclusive, uh, conclusive evidence pointing to either one and they didn't release anything about it. Yeah. And I think it was like popularized or uh, publicized in that area. So on April 17, 2020, Caitlin claimed to have seen Papa Legba and was scared. She posted this on Twitter. Her friends didn't take her seriously. Two days later, Caitlin passed away. Yeah. In her tub, I believe. They found her face down in her tub. Yeah. It's 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 insane. I mean, um, nobody knows how she died. The only thing, the only, the only explanation that people are pulling out of this, and this is from what she was doing, right? And the the practitioners in voodoo mm-hmm. actually reached out to um, on her page and things of that nature, and people who were well, actually not on her page, but people who are claiming that this is attributed to Papalegba or attributed to Baron, um, they're actually reaching out and saying that this is disrespectful. That that this isn't uh, this isn't something that happens, or it's disrespectful to say that this it's is how disrespectful she died. to Papa Legba is right. what kind of what they were getting at, right? Because um, Papa Legba is supposed to be good, right? You know, he's supposed to be somebody that's good, right? But there is consequences, yeah. You know, like uh, you're supposed to be respectful when you come to him, right? You're supposed to be respectful when you try to you know um, summon him and and you know make a deal with him, right? And but if you don't keep your end of the deal, he'll take it back from you. Right. He'll take things back from you. And you know, but the one thing is he's supposed to be, you know, like um a good person, you know, he's supposed to be like, you know, this positive kind of person. Right. But he also has a twin who is the complete opposite. Right. Which is this is like a theme now going on the podcast because we just covered this is our last podcast, by the way, was in Christmas time. Yeah. And we did Krampus and he had a counterpart. Yeah. Of uh, St. Nicholas had a counterpart, which was Krampus. Yeah. And we're kind of on a theme here now. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Papa Lekma also has a counterpart. And so here's the timeline about uh, how things transpired. People circulated rumors of a paranormal death from postings on her social media after her death. March 27, 2020, tweet was the tweet about her girlfriend who was actually, uh, she had a black girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And March 29th, tweet, uh, tweeted a photo of her burning a voodoo doll with human hair attached. She called her doll baby. Uh, practitioners uh, of Haitian voodoo say these claims are disrespectful and they, they may be. And the reason I say that she had a, a black girlfriend is because... Uh, they believed or this story was portraying everything I was reading anyways, that this girl was practicing Haitian voodoo. Mm-hmm. And not, that's where she got it from. Right. And not saying that it's, it's a, it's a racial thing yeah. or that it's not uh, saying she was, you know, into voodoo because she was, you know, a black person. Right. And we're here to say that it's not, um, 
what would you say? We're not trying to say it's a stereotypical uh, type yeah. saying because she's black, then okay, she, she's practicing voodoo just because her girlfriend was a Wiccan. Yeah. And those two meshing. But this is the, this is the conspiracy around the, the whole thing. Yeah. Saying that her her girlfriend was practicing Haitian uh, voodoo, and she may have told her about Papa Legba, and then once they broke up, she started trying to hex her. Trying to, yeah, right. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> like what? What I believe, I like what I believe is, you know, she probably tried to, you know, summon Papa Legba, but she probably summoned somebody else. Right. Could have been Baron. Or it could have been, um, how do you say his name? Metcalfo. Oh, you mean the 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 actual the one that only practitioners can only the one or the one that only voodoo priestess right can, can summon. summon right. Kung, that, kung fu or kung met metcalfo metcalfo I think his name is yeah and that is Papa Legba's twin. Oh, interesting. Okay. And he is the one that is the complete opposite. Right. And he is the one that actually stands, you know, between, you know, stands at the crossroads and he lets in evil spirits and lets out evil spirits. Oh, right. That's who he is. And I mean, I've read on a little bit about him and this is one you don't mess with. No. Like it, only a voodoo priestess... Um, you know, a male voodoo priestess or, uh, you know, a, a female voodoo priestess can summon. Right. He's the, they're the only ones that are supposed to be able to summon him. But if anybody else summons him, there is extreme. Right. Consequence. He's pissed off. Yeah. He'll show up. He'll show up, but he will punish you. Right. And I think that that could be, if, if this, if this was real, if this really happened, that is, that makes more sense than Papa Legba. Right. Because this person, he will he he is who they summon when they want to curse somebody or want right. to hex so somebody. So it's like because he comes ready to do that. So it's like uh there wasn't too much explanation of why practitioners were mad about this. Yeah. So if you were to go out there and say, "Okay, so what if it was this deity or this Lua?" Then they didn't even I didn't I I didn't find anybody bringing him up right. in those because they they don't even really talk about him because right. he's really feared. Right. So it's like it's like okay, so what if what if it's this one then? Like mm-hmm. take this this loi, is that more suitable to be less, um, less? Uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Man, it's like it's, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's a dumb word. We just said it up now. <laughs> it's less offensive. Yeah. Stupid! I can't get my words out. <laughs> you know what's funny? We started this podcast and. This podcast has some creepy feels to it, especially researching it. And I told oh, yeah. we told you guys that just a second ago that researching this, it kind of had the feeling like we're doing something wrong. Like I don't know if we want to go down this way, but we have to. Yeah. And we charged my camera, and this is a brand new camera, by the way. Brand new camera. And we plugged it in. I didn't buy it with COVID or, <laughs> but, <laughs> we, but it's a uh, it's we bought this uh, a while back and new batteries. And we charged the batteries up to 100%. I mean, we used them before. Right. 100%. And as soon as we plugged it in, we just plugged it in for a couple minutes just to test the lighting. And it just goes bloop. Yeah. It ran it all the way down to like 6%. 6%. It was about to die. Right. And I I looked at Mark. I was like, battery's dead. He was like, didn't you just charge it? 
It's like, yeah, I just took it out. It's sitting in the charger in the yeah. bag. Take it out, plug it in, and it's dead now. Yeah. So creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and that usually happens, like, you know, when, you know, paranormal activity happens. It can drain your batteries. Right. That is a well-known fact. Right. And I just want to say that we are on the, the way. the paranormal community. Right. We are on the way to finally stepping into this. I mean, when we make plans, it's a... It's a, a pattern with us. It takes a year. Yeah, it usually takes about a year. We wanted to do Urban Legends. It takes an entire year. We finally did it. I didn't know about that until you wanted to. Right. Yeah, you're like, oh, we're going to do this. And I was like, so, okay, cool, do it. We are on the way. <laughs> I am um, planning on ordering some stuff very soon. And we're going to start. We're going to meet the dancing table. And that's going to be our first opening paranormal investigation. Yeah. And we're working out logistics. And the way we think, it's like we're thinking about, okay, so this mic has got to do this. This mic has got to do that. And we're trying to be logistic about it. So it's going to take some time to get there, but we are going to get there. We're on our way. Like it's mostly like well thought out or well planned. Right. Just to make sure. we want to do things. Because this podcast, God knows we are not professional at all. (laughs) And we have so many mistakes. Every podcast, there's always something, whether it's our color whether it's the audio quality or our video cuts out here and there, we want to make sure that we do the investigating right. So yeah, right. So we can't see our footage actually when we're out there. We want to see it real time. So like I mean, podcasting like it's you know, hundred percent audio, but we usually have a video to go with it for right. people that like to watch. You know, right. Watch these kind of things, and it's so, it's or proven more of a visual element. It's proven to be a, a good thing, and with yeah. our audience was to they want to see also a, they want to see our faces look. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's usually depicted in a straw hat, smoking tobacco, or with sparkling Who water. Papalekba. Okay. And usually has a doll with him. In Haitian voodoo, Papalekba is depicted as an older man with uh, with a cane. Papalekba isn't just a gatekeeper. He is also a protector of children and protector of prophets. Also mm-hmm. a loa of fertility, aids in long journeys or migration, also aids in clearing the pathway to guidance so if you're having uh basically at the crossroads in your life and you're having some guidance issues he clears the way so that you can continue making your strides yeah not only that he opens up doorways for you right like if you want you know this you know he'll open up these doorways not only that he will close them right like if he feels like if he sees something in that pathway that is going to basically hinder you or anything like that or be a problem for you he will close it Right. We'll close that doorway. So, like, if you're wondering why this why this stopped or why this cl- this doorway closed on you, it's because he closed it for a reason. Right. You know? And this is the reason I want to say we're not trying to lead anybody into Haitian voodoo mm-hmm. because the way we're talking about Papa Legba right now is positive, positive and light. And when you get into these culture, these um, voodoo cultures, not everything's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's well, I'm not going to say it again, but that's, I'm just going to stop there. So now this is what I'm going to say is... But it's not like you just come to him and he gives you these things. Right. No, you got to make a deal. Right. And you you must know about every other spiritual aspect to contacting someone like Papa Lekba. Yeah. You have to learn about the ramifications and things of that nature and also other laws that can come with him of other all these. Because he opens the door to every other one of those yeah. those deities. And once you open that doorway, you got to be thankful and you have to say thank you when you're done. 
Otherwise, yeah. he keeps that gate open. Yeah, he'll leave it open. Right. And, and anything can come through right. in your life. And he knows this. Yeah. But he also knows basically the the way you play the game. Yeah. You want to talk to me? And he's really literal. You right. know, if he will mess with you. Right. He's like kind of a trickster, you know, right. like if you ask for something and you don't word it a certain way, you're like, oh, if that's what you want, then, you know, I'm going to give it to you. You know? <laughs> right. you know, what's dumb the way we do this podcast is a lot of times me and Marcus don't share our notes at all ever. So once it's like, have you watched uh, Fullest, Penn and Teller? Yeah. It's so when a magician comes on and then Pendulette is talking to them in code and giving them keywords that that only they know. And then like, okay, I fooled you because they don't want to really reveal their secrets. Yeah. It's like you, when you talk, you're giving me keywords. <laughs> like he's kind of a trickster. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know about that too. <laughs> so this is kind of a funny time for the podcast is this is our season premiere. We had no plans. We had no intentions of making this on this date. Yeah. We had no intentions of starting our podcast around the time of these dates I'm about to mention. Yeah. And so what I'm about to read is basically the feast days and or the honor dates of Papa Legba. And it's kind of eerie because we just jumped into these dates. Like we're in, we're, we're in the, the neighborhood. And there's something around, something else about these dates. Right. Okay. You can, you can, you can say that. So his honor date is November 1st, but also other dates that fall in March, March 18th through the 20th are his feast days. And there's also one in June. And right now we are in basically the, the time of Papalekba. Yeah. And we're not in November. We're, we're in March, but we're basically in the, the, the neighborhood of his, his feast days. Which is creepy because yeah, we just decided to do this out of nowhere. I had no idea about anything about Papalekba and nothing like this. And then actually like right around the time of his feast days was when you wrote me and told me you wanted to do this. And yuck. <laughs> this is disgusting. Did you realize that? No, I did not. <laughs> wow. Because when I found that, I was like, wow, okay, that's just really kind of, you know, right. coincidental. Right, you, and you did you think that I knew it was his feast day? No, so I wanted I didn't. to do it. I was like, I know you didn't know that yet because you're That's like, freaking oh, weird. we gotta get into this, you know, this and that. And I don't. You, you told me I know a little bit about it, but you want to dig deeper into right. it. And I don't. I I don't know why I just sprung up out of bed that day and was like, Papa Legba. <laughs> That's our premiere. <laughs> but it just happened that way, and it's now it's a freaking coincidental. But it's like too coincidental because yeah. this podcast has come out this week and. Not only is it his feast days, but tomorrow, the 28th, because we're, we're recording this on the 27th, right? Mm-hmm. March 27th. The 28th is when Caitlin Reston... No, it was the 28th. Oh, we're on her date. Yeah, we're on her date. The 28th, uh, 28th, 29th is the anniversary of Caitlin Reston when she first started posting about Papa Legba. Yeah, that was today. Disgusting. <laughs> That's so crazy. It's like we already have the camera dying. We already have the freaking logo that I drew out, and you just pop that up out of nowhere. While and, I was looking into this. Right. And now we're on the the Papa Legba timetable right now, yeah. basically. It's and all now. Right. And we're talking about him. So it's yeah, it's creepy. So 
he is also associated with saints like Peter, Anthony, and Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Lazarus in places like uh, Benin, he is young and a trickster. In Haitian voodoo, Baron is a trickster, and they kind of it's kind of like these different cultures are attributing different gods to different uh, yeah. um, personalities. Like Nigerian or West African, um, he's more so um, has the traits of Baron in a way, right? Kind of the way where he's young, you know that that kind of thing. He's younger, he's like a little more of a trickster and this right. and that. But the trickster side of it is in all the cultures, you know, right? But he is kind of portrayed a little differently in each one. But Haitian is where he's um, actually an older person. He's kind of a wiser. He's still a trickster, but he's just, you know, a little portrayed a little differently. Right. And we already mentioned his twin, who is also uh, the gatekeeper of evil, spells and uh, collects debts and or makes sure spells are accounted for, meaning he'll show up. Yeah. He will actually show up. You know, he will show up. But he's only supposed to be summoned by a voodoo priestess. Right. So let's um, let me just take a, a little detour here. And what do you have in your notes? Because I saw your notes. What do you have about Papalegba? Papalegba. Right. Papalegba is um, basically you already pretty much touched on everything that I, I had for Papalegba. He's the you know the king of the crossroads. You know. Right. Um, it's kind of very symbolic. You know that that that's where you meet him. Right. Because he. Each way is a doorway, you know, to him. You know, he can open up a doorway for you in, you know, any way of your life, kind of help you out. He's there to, you know, there to help, you know, people, you know, when they come to him, you got to bring an offering, you know, bring him something mm-hmm. for showing up, you know, and, and, you know, you got to be very respectful. You got to, you know, thank him, you know, when, when, after, you know, talking to him and everything otherwise he'll leave the doorway open for you right on purpose you know what a perfect transition into robert johnson okay and this is the grandfather of rock and roll he is the one that paved the way to all the rock bands today all the the blues art well there's actually kind of like set the template right he's he that's basically what it is he had a template and he's talking about dark imagery He's portraying voodoo in his songs. And now we have all these bands coming out and they're portraying um, demonic symbols and they're in their stage, uh, in their music videos. And it all comes from this genre and or this birthplace of Robert Johnson. Mm -hmm. And everybody, especially when you're getting into uh, the rock, uh, the rock genre, metal genre, blues, blues genre, you know who Robert Johnson is. Yeah. Because he basically birthed the, the, the way to play guitar that way. Have you ever heard of Tommy Johnson? I think you, you, you told me about him a couple days ago. Oh, Tommy Johnson was his, uh, the one before him. Yep, he was actually the one that started it all. Right. People always think it's Robert Johnson, but it wasn't. Right. It was actually Tommy Johnson. Yeah. Tommy Johnson is the one that actually, he met who he said was the devil at the crossroads. Right. He said he went there and, you know, sold his soul for the blues. Right. And it birthed the blues. Right. And Robert Johnson has a totally different story. Mm-hmm. Is he didn't do it at the crossroads, but he, he does reference the crossroads. Yeah. And this is the gross thing. I'm going to mention this now before I forget it. Is so, that so go ahead and talk about him and I'll tell you about Tommy Johnson. Okay. So Robert Johnson was also said to have met Papa Lekba. Yeah. And the thing about Papa Lekba is his he has he honors dogs 
mm-hmm. right? This is his, this is his, um, his creature he basically identifies with or he, he loves the dogs. You don't want to say it that way because it's like almost like humanizing him like, oh God, he loves dogs and whatever. <laughs> but I might, yeah, I just stopped and restarted that. So okay. we're good for another half hour. So he loves dogs and Robert Johnson is said to have met Papalegba and there is a, there is a legend and this seems to be one of the true legends because it was told by one of um, someone who actually knew Robert Johnson. And so there was a big old um, event happening and they wanted Robert Johnson to play. And this is, this is towards the end of his life. And the legend goes that they go to Robert Johnson's house. They give him a flyer and they say, can you be here on this date? And can you play? And he was excited about it. And then he drops to his knees and he dies howling like a dog. Yeah. In that just when I heard that and then attributed Papa Legba into um, dogs, uh, Robert Johnson writing, uh, writing music like Hellhound on my trail. It gives it a whole different light. Yeah, of, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's like he died that way. He was acting like a dog. Right. Literally kind of like barking and howling like a dog before he died. Right. He died doing that. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's like, you, I don't know how you would die that way. You know what I mean? It's like, how does that happen? Yeah. Unless your time was up and your deal mm-hmm. with Papa Lekba and or uh, someone who is along the lines of who he yeah. is. It sounds more like... Because he does make deals. Yeah, he does. But they all do. Right. They all do. Make, they all make deals. They all love making deals. Especially I got a vapor here. Especially Baron. Right. He loves making deals. And he is the one that actually loves to um, basically... Uh, he's kind of like more of, a, more of a trickster. He's more vulgar. He likes to party. He loves sex. That kind of stuff. Oh, funny. That's more his lifestyle. Baron. Yeah, Baron. Right. Baron Semdi, I believe, is right. how you say his name. Um, but there's like other... Um, you know, different sides to him, and they each have a different name, but they all start with Baron. Like Baron uh, Crim- Criminal, I think, is, you know, is like more of a, you know, criminal, associated with criminals, criminal side. Right. Um, you know, there's like all these different sides to him, and they, you know, it said that, uh, you know, it could be the same person, different personalities, but people that are actually in voodoo and believe in the voodoo culture have claimed to see all these different beings that are Baron. So oh, they're all strange. separate. So he's he's one deity, but he has all these different ways of portraying yeah. himself. And it's it said that they've seen these different beings right. together. So I'm not sure of how they actually, because I've researched this very briefly, and I know that this, this subject is massive. Yeah, it there is. There is so many different details that you have to learn about it, and especially if you're going to dabble in it. But I wonder if any of these gods are omnipresent in their belief system mm-hmm. because down the lines, they do correspond with Christianity when they're getting into being associated with St. Um, like Lazarus, Lazarus and mm-hmm. people like him, Peter. And there's all these ties with um, Christianity always, because this is like the oldest, one of the oldest religions. And then it starts tying into other cultures and other religions and, now it's tying into um, voodoo 
it's not we're not saying that that's actually what it is but they they've adopted certain things yeah and tying papa legba to saints like him is do these gods have also powers like them to where they are omnipresent where they can be everywhere at once or yeah i know you i was know thinking I mean? of that too because like if papa legba pops up is he here and also somewhere else yeah I don't know why I want to say that, but it's like that was one of the thoughts going into research. No, I, I thought like the same thing too. Like right. that, that came to mind too. Right. Like because he is summoned, you have to come to Papa Legba before you do any voodoo rituals. Right. You know, before any voodoo rituals are done, you must come to him first. Right. Because like we we believe in uh, Christianity. So if you're trying to summon him for some ritual, could he also be being summoned somewhere else at the right. same time? Right. And that's that's one of the things to, to learn because, I mean, especially if we're starting to research deities like him, we want to, we want to know that thing. Yeah. Because we can tie other things to people or beings like him. In Christianity, you have a God who is omnipresent, who is everywhere at once. Yeah. And then you have Satan who isn't omnipresent. Mm-hmm. He can only be in one place at one time. Yeah. So what sort of powers do these deities have? Are they more godlike or are they portrayed as demon-like to where they can only be in one place at one yeah. time? And it's kind of something to learn, and I want to look into that. But if we ever come back to Papa Legba, I don't know how this podcast will go over with our audience. But... <laughs> So, Robert Johnson, grandfather of rock and roll, there is a story told by other famed uh, bluesmen, Sunhouse. Sunhouse said in a short story that Robert Johnson would follow him and Willie Brown around, making noise on his guitar and driving people crazy, which means uh, he would play at this shack in this, uh, I don't know if it was a bar or something, but uh, Willie Brown would be there with um, Sunhouse. They'd be playing, and Robert Johnson would be the kid going up there and bugging them yeah. and saying, can I come up on stage and play? And then they let him play once, and they took him right off because he sucked at guitar. Yeah, he said that he like, got booed so hard and <laughs> yeah. literally asked to leave. Right. So around this time, they said he was, he was around often. He was there like every day when they played. And Robert Johnson disappears, and when he returns, he just starts shredding on guitar. Yeah. He can play anything, any song you want. If there's a new song that comes out, you want him to play it, he hasn't heard it, he'll play it for you. That's the kind of powers they said he had. And later details came out of where he went. And this wasn't this. I've actually researched Robert Johnson probably in my teens. Mm -hmm. And I haven't heard this part of it. But this is actually new details about Robert Johnson, which is kind of cool. So he went to Martinsville and met his mentor, Ike Zimmerman, which is highly notable, uh, who, is also, uh, who also has lore of his own. And they said he played, or he learned guitar by playing in the cemeteries at midnight. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about, uh, especially Papa Legba, they're saying that he comes at midnight. And there's also well, there's also legends of saying that there's certain luas that come at midnight or at uh, at yeah, basically twilight. And but what's funny is you, you mentioned that um, he was in the you know the graveyards and stuff right. playing. That's where I think I believe Baron. Right, he's the is. he's the god of. Uh, well, actually, Papalekwa also is the god of the dead and mm-hmm. the god of the living too. So, but they but do he, have, yeah. But he's the one that's kind of like the king of that place. Right. Interesting. So the, he's basically the one that molded, molded Robert Johnson. Mm-hmm. People 
want to say that he went to the crossroads and that's where he sold his soul, but this is actually how it actually happened. And this guy dealt with, he had lore of himself, which means he, he dabbled in something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was voodoo. I'm not sure if it was any, any of those um, practices, but he dabbled in something that made him um, a notable guitar player. And then he taught Robert Johnson and said to have taught him about these cultures and got him into these practices. And then it wasn't even a couple months. He came back and he was freaking shredding a guitar. Yeah. And in Robert Johnson's songs, um, there are hints to hoodoo in the song Hellhound on My Trail. He sings sprinkled hot foot powder around my door, which is, an, which is a hoodoo tradition to ward off unwanted visitors. He was also known to travel all the time. It was speculated that he traveled so much because he was um, fleeing the devil. Yeah. And that kind of makes sense. I mean, when you see him, especially in Old Brother, where are thou? He's running. That's actually Tommy Johnson. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Funny. I didn't know they that. They did their research. They probably. didn't. I they, mean, but they like didn't. I, saw, I was like, okay, no. They had that story pretty freaking spot right, on. Right, but they didn't actually say who it was. Tommy Johnson. Yeah, and they didn't call him by Robert Johnson or Tommy Johnson, right? <laughs> you got to watch it. Watch it, watch it That's funny. So... Marcus was waiting for that correction. Oh, yeah. And that rebuke. (laughs) (laughs) So this is kind of, we're trying to, I want to get into this lens as well, because this points to uh, something that is dark in nature, and it's a a stain on, I mean, I don't want to sound um, typical of everyone reporting on slavery. Yeah everyone reporting on things that happened with slavery. But there is a lens also cast in Robert Johnson's music, and this can be portrayed as being a voodoo, or it could be portrayed as being slavery, the things he's mentioning. So although uh, these lyrics can point to dark magic and things like it, the lyrics can also be linked to slavery. Most of the Delta Blues players were only one or two generations from slavery, which means that they was like fresh in their imagination and mind and they were freshly wounded by slavery. Yeah. Uh, Hellhound on my trail could point to slavery in one, one sense, but that song can also point to voodoo. And if you put it in those different lenses, yeah. if you look at that and say, okay, let's look at this in a slavery sense and okay, let's look at this in a voodoo sense. It points to both. It can point to both and nobody knows because nobody, he's not alive anymore. He can't tell yeah. you. Um, in Crossroads Blue, um, in Crossroads Blues, he talks about oh, there's a song in Crossroads Blues. He talks about the sun going down, and this could have a reference to both hoodoo and sundown towns. And sundown towns, I'll get to in a second. In Dark Magic, this this speaks of the dead of night and evil that follows follows with it. Sundown towns were white communities. When the sun goes down, they wanted all, um, if you were black, if you were of color, they wanted you out of the town. Yeah, they wanted you out of the town before sundown. Right. Otherwise, you were threatened with death. You were threatened with violence, uh, everything of that nature. Mm -hmm. And anyone who isn't white had to be out by sundown or face violence or death. It wasn't just towns. it, It was counties as well. And wow. the the entire state of Oregon, this is crazy to learn because mm-hmm. I had no idea. This the entire state of Oregon wouldn't let any of anyone of color settle up 
until the 60s, which Jeez. means that you talk about sundown towns, but a state yeah. where they're not going to let, if you're black, if you're of color, I mean, they discriminated against everyone, everyone of color. Native American, doesn't matter what you are. If you had color on you, you're not allowed in the state. Yeah. You can't settle here. You can't stay here. You can't stay here for the night. Nothing like that. You got to be gone by sundown. Yeah. And just imagine being caught there and in the state of Oregon and there's hundreds of miles out of that state. So like, what are you going to do? So you would face things like uh, violence, things of that nature mm-hmm. and or be thrown in jail. So what do you have on, uh, I wrote down bear now. I'm kind of at the end of my notes here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you about Tommy Johnson. Oh wait! So let's mention let's mention this, and then I'll I'll okay. read this just because the to recap on what you said about Baron. Okay, uh, he is the Baron of Tombs, corpses, zombies, and decomposition. He is also called on for healing uh, those close to death. He comes in conflict with Legba, who is the gatekeeper between life and death, because they had this uh, they have basically uh, confrontations with each other when they're dealing with. Uh, the same subject mm-hmm. and Legba has certain powers and so does he. They, they both basically have the same powers. He actually kind of tries to um, keep people from um, digging up bodies, you know, stuff like that. Oh, or interesting. trying to create zombies because um, in the, you know, Haitian culture, you know, zombies, that's a, um, a real thing. Right. And it's outlawed. Know? Yeah. It's outlawed because there's, um, you know, certain beings or certain, you know, um, deities that would, you know, you'd be their slave, basically. You know, it depends on how you lived your life. Um, people would try to, you know, create these zombies. They're like slaves. Oh, They're Like mindless, emotionless. Yeah. They would just do your will. And he has prolonged lives. And this is actually, there's accounts of this, of, of them calling on Baron. He, was pro, he would prolong people's lives and often possesses uh, practitioners, which means he would embody them and uh, speak through them, giving magic yeah. powers like being able to raise the dead. Yeah, it was like his his say if you die or not. Right. You know, he was there. If, you know, if, if um, you know, there was anything like... Uh, you know, something against you, you know, he was like, it was his say so if you die from it or not. Oh, interesting. So and he is like, you know, the king of the graveyard. It's something to mention because they're, I mean, they're, I've watched videos on um, Haiti, yeah, especially what they call Haiti zombies. And I read books on this and it's a real thing. They, oh, yeah. they bring them back to life. Mm-hmm. And I watched a video on this one kid and this dad, this is actually the, the last time they allowed it, is this dad brought his son back to life. And this is the reason they outlawed it. Brought his son back to life. There's a video on this. His son's dead. And they're documented. There's like a documentary on it. And he brings him back to the, from the light, from dead. And he's totally just brain dead. Yeah. He's, he's able to function. Out. Yeah. He's able to function. He's able to move. He isn't able to talk. He's able to like make noise into things. He's not able to eat, but he's just this lifeless person. Yeah. And he has to live with him now. And I don't know what happened with that story, but I just know that his dad brought him back to life. Have you ever watched Lost Tapes? 
I, it sounds familiar it's to me. It's this show that I used to really like. It used to be on Netflix. They took it off, you know. But there was actually, uh, you know, it's supposed to be real accounts, you know, real documented accounts right. of things that happen. You know, they have stuff on it like vampires, you know, werewolves, you know, mm-hmm. um, thunderbirds, you know, stuff in any culture, you know, just all these strange things. And there was one on zombies. And um, this is basically kind of what it was. Like, you know, it was like a a, a Haitian voodoo um, somebody that practiced in voodoo who would bring these people back and she'd have them serve her basically. Oh, wow. She'd keep them in this house. And um, this whole thing happened in, uh, I think, during Mardi Gras when wow. there was actually one got out and she was trying to make him come back in. She was yelling at him, telling him to come back, and he attacked somebody. Ooh. And And then that caused um, her to be investigated and they basically raided her house. And they found all these things everywhere in her house that was like um, uh, shrines and stuff. You know, like I think her husband was, um, there was a shrine of her husband there. Oh, and wow. And I think it was her husband that actually attacked this person. Oh, my you know, gosh. Brought him back to brought him back to life. But it, it, like this show, it's supposed to be like all like, you know, actual documented things. And right. in, in, it's all reenactments, but it's supposed to be all, you know, true stories. But if you ever uh, get the chance, check that out. It's actually on Discovery Plus now. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to. So. I might have watched it. I've, I've watched this one of uh, the Yeti. It's like the opening video and the freaking <laughs> Yeti runs by. It's actual, it's actual real video. But it's, there's some crazy stories on there. But that, that, that was actually one of them. So, I mean, Alethea, she was like, what if I became a zombie? I was like, I'm going to chain you up, put you, put you in the front yard. <laughs> They'll ward off everyone else. And just kidding. Shaun of the Dead style. <laughs> yeah. Keep you in the shack. <laughs> yeah. So... Okay, so um, Robert, or not Robert Johnson, oh, right, Tommy yes. Johnson, Tommy right? Johnson, yeah. Okay, so Tommy Johnson uh, was said to be the uh, the one who um, made a deal at the crossroads. Okay. You know, he, uh, they said when he came out, you know, he was playing the guitar like nobody's ever seen before. Right. He would even do things that, you know, artists nowadays do, things that Jimi Hendrix would do. Wow. He would play the guitar behind his head. He would play it, you know, behind him, his back, you know, it, through his legs. He'd just be, you know, crazy with it. Yeah, this is and way he would just, before. Like, slay the guitar, man. Way before rock and roll. Yeah, way, way before. Right. This was like back, uh, you know, he basically supposedly birthed the blues. You know, he sold his soul for the blues. Right. He said that, uh, you know, when it, how the story actually came out was from his brother. His brother would actually play with him, you know, every now and then, not all the time, but he, you know, he did some shows and stuff with him. And he said that, uh, you know, one night, you know, he asked him, you know, how did you come up with this? You know, where did this come from? And he told him that, uh, he sold his soul. And he said, well, how did you do that? You know, he said, uh, you know, somebody told him to basically go to the crossroads at midnight Wow. And he went, he said, I went there 10 minutes early, you know, so I'd, I'd be there on time. So he went there and he said, he sat there waiting, playing guitar, you know, just playing his guitar, kind of strumming around and around midnight here his footsteps. And he looked up and he said, I just saw, you know, a, a really big, the way he described it was a really big black man mm. came up and he said, he walked up to him and took his guitar from him. And he said, he started tuning it and he started playing something on it. And oh, what he played was the blues. And he handed his guitar back to him. When he handed it back to him, it was like he was giving him the blues. Once he started playing that guitar, that's what came out. Oh, wow. So it was like he knew, he like already knew how to play it. Right. So, you know, and then what he what he gave for it was his soul. 
and you know he only had so long to live and he just started you know going out playing and everything and he became well known because of this and uh you know yeah he did he died young but also uh he was kind of like the perfect candidate for this kind of thing you know like the kind of person that would you know probably sell his soul for something right um he kind of lived that lifestyle like you know he was an alcoholic you know really bad mm -hmm. alcoholic he lived a certain kind of lifestyle right you know and uh how old was he when he died you know he was pretty young i believe he was in his 20s yeah i think robert johnson was 27 he was I part think. of the 27 club yeah interesting people that died that's a during, yeah. that's a that's a trend it yeah. is they always die like 57 27 yeah but 27 you know a lot of those people if you look into them all the people that died before, when they were 27 were afforded to they were 27 were um you know there were stories about them who actually sold their souls you know yeah things wow. like that you know like uh, Jimi hendrix was said to you know um there's a whole story you know i heard on that i even actually met somebody that um knew the person that he was going to see trying to basically um save himself wow and he died the night before oh interesting but it was actually kind of a it's a crazy story but um anyway back to tommy johnson he uh you know his brother you know after he told him about this and everything and he saw the lifestyle and everything like that and uh his brother ended up dying from this you know he uh you know he took that you know really hard he kind of took it scared him so badly that he became a preacher he became a pastor wow. he gave his life to god he wanted to get as far away from that as he could and he tried to warn people you know about you know this was what happens when you sell your soul to the devil you know right. this is what happens he like you know he took everything that he told him as fact and he preached on it mm -hmm. so like you know this is you know when you take that into consideration that is like kind of basically solidifying this story as true right you know it scared his own brother so badly that he became a pastor mm -hmm. to try to live for god because he saw what happens when you sell your soul to the devil interesting but you know what um the way he described you know the person that he met at the crossroads and everything and and i believe he said yeah, he had a hound with him and when he describes that it kind of like leans toward this you know one of these deities you know right. one of these voodoo gods so it's kind of like you know there there's a lot of similarities in there you know like meeting him at the crossroads it was you know somebody of like an african descent you know mm -hmm. and it was um somebody that had a hound with him and somebody that wanted to make a deal you know it, so it's kind of like maybe it wasn't papa legba maybe it was another you know deity right but still he sold his soul interesting wow so it is it's it's an interesting story. Yeah. And you've like listened to his music, it's it's kind of like, you know, it, it's creepy. Like after you look into it and then you listen to the music, it's it's pretty creepy. Right. Well, you had all that locked and loaded, no notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've been really like researching this kind of stuff and I yeah. started going into the, you know, like blues and like, you know, the birth of the blues and all right. that and all these stories behind it and everything and it's just it's I'm it's happy a deep that subject. I'm happy that I was able to clear up that he he wasn't uh, Tommy Johnson. Mm -hmm. That their stories were uh, they're different. Yeah, and everyone points that Robert Johnson sold his soul at the, at the crossroads only because they're both named Johnson. Yeah, and they're both blues. That players. was a very well common name. Like even Blind Willie Johnson right. was said to have done the same thing. And you think that it's that's all pointing to Tommy Johnson? Yeah, like it started with him, and they heard you know how he did it and maybe that's 
what they did, you know, right. took that on and went and sold their soul for this too. You know, that's kind of like the story behind this whole thing. Interesting. Anyways, got some uh, Mananalu water. <laughs> Jason Momoa, can't taste the Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is actually pretty good. I like, yeah. I've never tried this until you gave this to me. Yeah. So we, yeah, we're going to start recycling and stuff and just using these. It's a good cause. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like that, it. that being said, is that everything you have on Papa Legba? On Papa Legba himself, um, yeah, like pretty much. Like you know, I get, I know there's like a lot of uh, a lot of people get him confused with right. all these other you know these other gods you know or these these um these other children you know of right. of who this god is right in their culture. And, um, you know, like some people actually get really upset about that, you know, right. because like, you know, you're, you're supposed to like come to these, you know, talk about these things or come to them and, and give them respect, you know, it's supposed to be right. like respectful toward them and right. especially him, you know? So it's kind of like, um, you really got to do your research, right? You know? and, and especially like people that are trying to get into it, like people actually try to get into it and they don't know about it. Like you see what could happen, you know, like you could actually die from it you know right. you could summon the wrong person mm. it's almost like you know um using a ouija board or using a spirit box you don't know who you're going to talk to right you don't know who you're going to summon if you don't know what you're doing right and it's never a it's, person it's kind of dangerous yeah. <laughs> it's never a person you talk to yeah it's always uh we won't get into that and be a whole yeah. podcast of itself <laughs> but this podcast was uh, i mean it's 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 strange to get into this this whole um voodoo thing because we've we have never touched on voodoo yeah we have never touched on papa leg but we've never touched on any laws and it's kind of interesting of the time frame that we've picked to premiere episode and premiere season and start a papa legba and then being in his feast days I of know. all things, of actually writing you and saying, I want to do Papa Legba and not knowing that. Basically, you wrote me on his feast days. <laughs> right. It's strange. And yeah, we're just getting out of those the, the feast days and we're getting into now the timeline of when Caitlin Reston starts yeah. having her debacle, if you will, with Papa Legba. Yeah. And her... I don't think it was him, though. Like, the way that it was described... Well, yeah, I it's think actually... it was well, she actually summoned, like, either Baron. Like, he... Like, Baron, he is the... Um, you know, he will make a deal. You know, he loves making deals. Right. And, you know, he likes, you know, that kind of... Well, the reason I say Papa Legba is because she herself thought yeah. that she saw Papa Legba. Just because that this uh, deity she said she saw, or this Luau that she thought she thought she saw, she thought it was Papa Legba, but maybe she didn't know enough. Yeah, that's what I mean. Maybe she knew how he looked, and then his twin showed up. Or, and his twin is the evil one. Right, or another Luau show up who looks like Papa yeah. Legba. And just or assumed. she like probably looked into it. Like, you know, I looked into this, and um, people were confusing Papa Legba with a lot of people. Right. You know, and I think Eligara... Too like even the colors like they're saying oh Papa Legba's colors are black and you know red right. it's not his colors are yellow right Aligara is the one that's black and red you know interesting so people like confuse like so well, so much things about this the reason there's so much confusion is because there's so many different uh, voodoo cultures yeah and there's so many different um, there's Haitian there's like mm -hmm. Benin there's all these different um, these different places and yeah. West Africa and they all have their differentiating mm -hmm. ways Nigerian, of portraying yeah it's right. like this there's like 
um, you know, um, some differences, but there's like a lot of similarities. Right. And yeah, like I think she might have, you know, summoned the wrong person. Just like I said, you summon that Metcalfo, mm-hmm. he will kill you. Right. You know, like if you're not a voodoo priestess and you summon him, he doesn't come to play. Yeah. He will punish you. He will kill you. You're he will basically you. He wasting will curse his... your family. He right. will do things like that. Right. You're wasting his time. Yeah, you're wasting and his time. And that is basically the whole thing of anybody practicing um, voodoo is they say, if you're going to get into this, you have to learn everything about it. Yeah. And you can... You can make some dire mistakes. Right. You can harm your family. Mm-hmm. You can harm yourself. You can curse your entire family. Right. And... And the things, the way that curses work is that these can last generations yeah. and generations. They could stick to your family name and or yeah. blood. And people have to learn that. I mean, yeah. you watch the podcast, you're like, oh, God, these two crazies talking about uh, Haitian voodoo <laughs> and uh, Christianity and all these things and magic. And they don't know what they're talking about. They're just crazies. But we've seen some things. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's nothing to play with yeah, at no. all. Like, you know, like people ask me questions a lot and, you know, like, or why do you, you know, why do you believe this or why do you believe that? Right. Because I've seen things that most people would think are impossible. We've you know? seen things that would convert you to believing into a God mm-hmm. or a demon. Like when, even when I was younger, I've literally seen somebody brought back to life. Right. If you don't pray and you've seen some of the things we've seen, mm-hmm. you'd probably be praying. Yeah. You'd be praying to something. <laughs> yeah. But like it's, 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 um... And it's not to gloat. It's like, uh, it's just saying that we know these are these things are real. And the reason we started doing the podcast this way is because we were starting to try to learn about other cultures as well yeah. and the way they do things. Different lore stories, conspiracies, and how these... Where they come from. Right. And they can all basically, hopefully, answer the same question Yeah. of what is um, a certain um, lore figure. What is that? Can can some other culture answer that question? Yeah. Uh, what is Papa Legba? Can another culture answer that question? Yeah, why like is, that's that's like why I wanted to you know get into when we got into Dogman. That's why I wanted you right. to get into that and and look into it because when I told you, you're kind of like, what? <laughs> I know. What is this? You know, like and that is like and, some other cryptid. Until you looked into it, and it's it's deep in history. Not right. only that, it's like deep in all these different cultures. Right. It's really deep. We're going to be releasing a podcast, and this is basically our premiere, but it's not. I mean, yeah. we've had there's there's so many flaws in this podcast. Um, it is a funny podcast. It is hilarious. It's, like it's it's better to listen to it, right? It's it's <laughs> and I've tried taking this and editing this and not happening. It's I mean, like I did the audio and I did not hear what you were talking about until you know it right. came to the the footage, the video. Right. And so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we got to just right. I don't know what to do. So we right now, if you guys go on to uh Fallen Hour Radio, that's at Fallen Hour on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, whatever you guys have on your phone, we're most likely on it. Search at Fallen Hour. You guys will be able to find Dogman and Papa Legba in audio version. Uh, Dogman's not going to be a video version. There's no way to even make that happen. Maybe. Yeah, they'll, like they're, little they're bits Little here snippets and there. here and there, but you're not going to see It's hilarious. The, right. But, you're not going to see the whole entire episode. So uh, search us and download those apps. Listen to us on the go. And you guys will be able to listen to Dogman, which is a freaking hilarious podcast. And we had Aaron Baker from After Horizons here. Yeah, Wheezy. And we have a new toy we're playing with, and it has one of these buttons. 
<laughs> God, I hate those buttons. <laughs> you, you hear that, and it's like it's so much funner just to listen to that podcast, yeah. the Dogman podcast, and you'll enjoy it. So. That being said, um, oh, Marcus is going to start editing the podcast from now on. Yeah, the videos and the audios. Right. So I do social media marketing and have no time no more to edit podcasts. And Marcus is uh, taking that that effort mm. to edit the podcast. And let's see what he pulls out of it, how yeah. this podcast comes out. I'm going to try to make it look pretty for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> so is that it? Is that all you got? Pretty much. You know, I think so. All right, so search us on the go. That is at Fallen Hour on YouTube and Facebook, facebook.com slash Fallen Hour, at Fallen Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox. Just search us on Google. It will pop up somewhere. So what do you want to do next? Um, I'll give, give them something to look forward to. I just looked at Bigfoot over there on the... Finally get to a Bigfoot podcast. Right. We've been asked about that right. so for so long. People so keep, I think when our, are you going to come out with a big? I think Bigfoot one. I think our next two podcasts should be aliens, UFOs, and Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. So whichever one falls first, you guys will just have to enjoy that one. Yeah. So what do you want to do next? What do you think, Bigfoot or UFOs? Man, I could go either way. Well, if it, well, we still have that band that wants to come on and Waco, Waco. Right. Okay. So let's do. We'll figure it out. Let's toss a coin. Okay. Um, so that being said, my name is Sidalinik. This is Mananalu Water. That's Marcus. Jason Momoa. We're looking <laughs> for sponsors. <laughs> it's freaking good. It's wow, amazing. And there's only 9% of plastic that's ever recycled, mm-hmm. which means that every piece of plastic you buy, it's not going to get recycled. They can't recycle it. Aluminum on the other hand, recyclable. Mm-hmm. So stepping up and doing something right, at least. But. So that being said, my name is Taylor Enoch, this is Marcus, and you're listening to Fallen Hour Radio. Tripping over my words. Man. <laughs> <laughs>